Aloha. Welcome to Amana Christian Ohana's midweek message. My name is Elliot Redekop, and to get us started, we'll open in some prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for every day you've given us and each chance you've given us to follow your commandments as best as we can. I pray that whatever I share or whatever you've given me to share, that it be of you and not of anything else. Just be with me, Father. Be with all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning. I did some morning here. I apologize if you hear rain in the background, but it's been pretty rainy past the guava curtain up in Puilamalka, uh, so you might hear some ambient rainfall in the background. So today I was coming up with a title for the message and it was either going to be a journey or redemption. So I combined the two and it is now a journey to redemption. So I've been coming to Mana Christian Ohana since I was 16 and uh, 16, 15. So it's, it's been a little while. And if you told me a year ago that I'd be here um, bringing the message, God is real. Let's just, yeah, God's real. So I have a couple of scriptures that have just spoken to me and I've carried with them throughout the past couple of years. And it, I just want to share them with you. So the first one is out of Proverbs. It's Proverbs 20, 24. So if you'd like to flip there, I will flip there also. I'm reading out of the New King James Version. All right. Proverbs 20, 24. A man's steps are of the Lord. How then can a man understand his own way? I don't know. That, that scripture's just reverberated throughout my life since I was since I was 15 because sometimes I don't understand exactly where where the path is leading or where my steps are going but I have to trust that God has everything in his hands and that he holds the best for me no matter where I go he, if he's with me then that's the place I need to be I wanted to uh, read out of Luke chapter 15, the parable of the lost son. It starts at verse 11, so if you'd like to flip there, it's the second uh, scripture I'd like to share. And if you know me, the parable of the lost son is quite a fitting parable for this message. So Luke chapter 15, verse 11, let me get there. All right. Then he said, he being Jesus, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided them his livelihood, and not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions on prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. 
Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet, and bring the fatted calf here and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this is my son, who is dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. So, super powerful, 11 through 24. But what really speaks to me is, Verse 24, for this is my son, was dead and is alive again. And looking back on the things that have happened in my life, especially, it's just there were moments where if God hadn't been there, if he hadn't been watching over me and directing my steps at that specific point, then I wouldn't be here. And when the father in this parable is saying that his son is dead, when we live in sin and we haven't been saved, that in itself is being dead. Because we can't appreciate all the things that God is doing for us. Because when I was, when I was sinning, when I was living in this other world that wasn't of Christ, I didn't realize all the things that he was doing for me, how he was protecting me, how he was watching over me. And only in retrospect, looking back on it, can I see all of the promises that he fulfilled in my life. It's, it's crazy to think about. Um, yeah, so the road to redemption is paved with it's paved with Christ leading you every moment, every moment. He's leading you even though you might not, you might not realize it. Each interaction that you have with another believer. Because I grew up in the church, you know, I grew up, I had uncles and aunties that told me all growing up, you know, do this, do that, and you'll be, you'll be fine. Not that I listened to any of them, but, uh, God spoke through them. And when I was in these moments of uncertainty, like how Proverbs said, how, how then does one know his own way? These words that my uncles and aunties have spoken over me came back to me and gave me the wisdom in order to progress. If you guys ever met my dad, my dad was filled with a wisdom that was kind of hard to understand. And this parable, the father in this parable, the way he accepts his son when he comes back, 
is the same way my dad accepted me when I came back. And um, yeah. that sort of forgiveness is, uh, it's really hard. I don't know. To forgive someone who just treated you really poorly. But they still, they still forgive you. It's just amazing to me because I don't deserve redemption or forgiveness, but Christ's grace is sufficient enough for me. So the parable of the son, the lost son, it just holds a lot of depth. Because Romans talks about in verse 3, it says that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But that doesn't mean we, we stop trying to continue to follow him regardless of what we've done, regardless of where we've been or where we're going. There's, there's so much that God has planned for us. We just have to continue to reach out to him and hold on to his garment. Because the moment we try to do it on our own is the moment that everything falls apart. But there's always redemption. There's always forgiveness. No matter how far we've strayed off the path, if we simply just turn around and ask for forgiveness, it's not gonna be easy, but the Lord will forgive you. And the thing I always thought was, you know, it's, it's gonna be easy after I, you know, come back and start following Christ and I start doing all of the right things. But the thing is, is it didn't get easy. It got a lot harder. But I, would tr I wouldn't trade this life for anything. It's, it, it's so much harder than when I lived in the world, but it's so much better because I have a father who will listen to me at any point in time. I have someone I can turn to. I have a trust and a hope and a future. I don't have to worry about the world. I don't have to worry about all the things that I might be missing out on. It's, it's, it's a blessed life. So, yeah, um, the last one, last scripture I wanted to share was Romans 11:33, which I can just recite this one. It says, uh, Oh, the depths of the riches and the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. That kind of spells it out at least for me, to realize that no matter, no matter who you think 
you are or what you think you've done. Christ's grace is sufficient for you and it covers a multitude of sins. So just to be reminded of that daily by getting in the word, reading his promises in Proverbs and all throughout the Bible and realizing that they're still true today and they are in our lives. Every moment you, you can see God's promises being fulfilled. And the, the last thing I wanted to discuss was a story about the first time I learned to surf. I know Kahu will like this story because it involves surfing, but uh, it was at Waikiki Beach and my dad went and rented a surfboard because we didn't live over there uh, anymore. And he took me out, before he took me out, we kind of just sat on the beach watching all the waves. I wasn't watching the waves. I was only six or seven years old. I didn't really think the water was, you know, the water's my plaything. I can just chill in the water. It's not gonna, it's not a dangerous thing, right? So he, he, he takes me out and he, he puts me on a wave. The first wave, I've never been on a wave before. I, I crash, I get slammed against, you know, pinned under the water but he's right there to pull me out, pull me back on the board. And um, he pushed me off and I, I caught a wave all the way in to the shoreline. But I was thinking about that and it's a, it's a good metaphor for how a Christian's life is. Because when we're under the water, when we're in the world, we can't breathe, we can't we can't see the light, we can't see the path that we're supposed to be on. But if we reach up and take Christ's hands, He can pull us out of the water, put us on the board, and push us off. And as long as we trust that Christ is going to be there to catch us whenever we fall, we'll be able to catch every set, every wave. You know, we'll go out from Waikiki, we'll go to, you know, we'll go to Jaws, we'll be catching, you know, 40-foot waves. Yeah, as long as we trust that Christ has our back. So that's all I had to say.